Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds, which you can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It is a protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. A lot of things going on in baseball with Major League Baseball and the issues that they're having, as well as college baseball, some things dealing with the draft, all of that fun stuff that uh, we'll jump into here in just a second with Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com. But uh, I once again want to let everybody know how much I appreciate all of you listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast and being a subscriber because you know during this pandemic it's not so easy to talk about stuff when there's not much sports going on. So it's been very enjoyable, and I appreciate all the continued support all the continued love and appreciation and all of you that subscribe. So be sure to share it with everybody that you know uh, and let them know how great this podcast is because I know every one of you believe this is the greatest podcast of all time. I'm just going to throw it out there. But anyways, let's go ahead and jump right into it with Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com. And, you know, he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of this podcast. He's been on uh, various times and you know there's a few things that obviously I want to get into with you Kendall but first off let me just ask you what in the world is going on with Major League Baseball right now can you explain this you know I, it, it, there are so many different levels of this thing but you know I kind of go back to even the way the drafts are structured I think we've all kind of saw some warning signs when you saw that the draft is only five rounds I know some teams want it to be 10 rounds it ends up being five rounds you've got this you know, $20,000 cap on free agent signings. Uh, you know, there's been, you know, rumors and rumblings that, you know, not only will there not be a minor league season, but, you know, a lot of these minor league organizations at the lower level might be gone completely in a year. So I think there are a lot of warning signs that they were kind of cracking the foundation a little bit. And I kind of wonder if this is just a little bit of a continuation of all these different issues that, you know, Major League Baseball certainly is having uh, with the Major League Baseball Players Association. It's not a good situation. And, uh, you know, I know everybody wants to point the finger at uh, Rob Manfred, but, and he certainly deserves a lot of the blame. But uh, as my mom used to tell me, you know, it takes two to tango. So uh, I think there's a lot of fault to go around here. Kendall, will there be a season, in your opinion, and how will we get there ultimately? I would think there, there will be. Like, I, I get that the percentages right now probably aren't great. But I think both sides, especially when you look at, like, social media today, you've got, like, guys like Garrett Cole and Bryce Harper coming out wanting to play baseball. And I think, is, uh, you know, I, I think the differences in the strike, uh, you know, back in the 90s, uh, the players, you know, were pretty adamant that they were willing to sit out. I think the players right now, like, they're, you know, they're willing to sit out, but they made it very, very clear that they want to play baseball. So, uh, you know, I think the question to me is, you know, do the owners want to play baseball? Because here's the deal. Uh, if you're the Chicago Cubs or you're the St. Louis Cardinals and you can play, but you can't have fans, uh, I mean, you're not you're not making a lot of money. So I think that's I think that's one of the reasons why the owners are a little hesitant to get the season started. But I, I hope for the better betterment of everybody. I think we would all agree right now uh, in our society that we definitely need some sports just to some extent, and I uh, hope they can kind of figure it out. Well, Kendall, I want to take you back to the Major League Baseball draft, which obviously was a lot different with the setup. And you only had five rounds, and uh, I think that a lot more attention was paid to it because people were just wanting some sort of live sports in their life. But 
you know, I went out on a limb before the draft started, and I said, you know what, I'm going to be really, really optimistic. I'm going to say Heston Kerstad goes fourth overall. I, I felt like that was kind of going on a limb. Then he goes second overall. He wasn't surprised. I know Dave N. Horn wasn't surprised. But were you a little shocked to see Heston Kershad go that high in the MLB draft? I, w- I was a little surprised. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, we had been hearing buzz for probably about the last month that Heston had kind of moved into that top six or top seven range, and, and that didn't surprise me. But I think uh, the fact that he went number two uh, certainly did surprise me. And even Max Meyer going ahead of Asa Lacey surprised me a little bit. So uh, I just think when you look at uh, you know, him going that high, obviously we'll see what his, his signing bonus is. Who knows, maybe he took a little bit less. But, you know, here's a guy, and beyond what the signing bonus might be, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I'm all in. I think when you look back at his home run that he had the Shriners College Classic, it was the dead center men in Maid Park. I mean, a lot of scouts kind of went, wow. I mean, he hit that off of a guy that will end up being a first-rounder next year in time Madden at UT. And so I think that opened a lot of eyeballs. And, uh, you know, he's continued to get better defensively. Uh, I mean, it was clear that there's some swing and miss there in his bat. Man, but you look at his plate coverage. We had a feature out a couple of weeks ago with Driveline where they just basically broke down all of his swings over the last three years. And his ability to cover the plate vertically is really impressive. Like, he can go down and get, get off speed and fastballs, low in the zone. He can go up in the zone. Uh, he's just got a really impressive ability to do that. So uh, he kind of reminds me. You know, looking back at, um, you know, players from the past, and, you know, this guy was certainly more athletic, but in terms of his approach to the plate, he reminds me a lot of George Springer, and the reason why I say that is because when I watched George when he was at UConn, uh, he absolutely destroyed the baseball when he made contact. And I feel like Heston's like that. Like, when he hits the ball, I mean, you're not getting any cheap swings. I mean, it's a hard-hit ball. So uh, I'm excited to see what he does at the next level. I remember talking to DBH back when, you know, Heston was a freshman, and he was like, man, this kid was like 6'1", like 150 when we recruited him. So to see what he is now is pretty incredible. Along those same lines with Casey Martin, did, were you surprised by where he got drafted? Because a lot of people expected him to get drafted sooner. Yeah, I, I, I thought he went a little bit too late. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I get that there's concerns. I get he's not a first-rounder. But I think when you look at Casey Martin – uh, you know, I think I think you take some chances here. You know, the thing about Casey is there is zero doubt that he has to get much, much more selective to play right now. Uh, you know, if you look at the end of the season this past year, I mean, he was a mess. Let's be honest. But you know, he's a guy that I can I can buy into. Um, he's got you know big time power. He's got premier speed. He's got seventy five speed on the scouting scale. Um, he, he's shown in the past that he can play the hot corner defensively. And, uh, you know, the only thing he just needs to improve on uh, is just his focus to see. If he can do that at the next level, I have no doubt that Casey Martin can be an all-star type of player. But uh, we'll see if that happens. I mean, there's no doubt that, you know, he. I thought things this past year kind of got into his head a little bit. So I'm intrigued to see what he does at the next level. We'll continue our discussion with Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball here in just a second. But first, folks, i got to tell you about Built Bar. Listen, it is something that is game-changing for me. I enjoy being able to go to the gym. I enjoy being able to eat right. But a lot of times, those things take up my time. So I like quick. I like easy. I like something that will get me by. And that's what Built Bars are for 
protein bar that tastes like a candy bar where it is covered in 100% chocolate, where it's soft, it's easy, it's chew. And it is also great for all you health-conscious people out there. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat where they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. It's exactly what you need. And we're doing a special deal here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast where BuiltBar.com, you go there and you use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKEDON, $10 off at BuiltBar.com. It's a great deal. You won't be disappointed. It'll make your life so much easier, especially for all you people trying to make sure you got your beach bod or your lake bod or summer bod, whatever bod that you're trying to get. Built Bar is the way to go. Again, BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Speaking with Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com right now on the West End Cigars Hotline. Uh, Kendall, another player from Arkansas that I know a lot of Razorback fans are excited about him returning is Casey Opitz. Uh, there yeah. were a few people on the MLB draft that were really high on him, thinking that somebody needed to take him, but he doesn't get taken. Instead, he returns to Arkansas. What about – did you feel like he should have been drafted? But also, what do you feel like will be his type of game and the expectation heading into the 2021 season for Arkansas? Yeah, I tell you what, uh, you know, somebody's lost is Arkansas's game. I tell you, uh, when you look at the, the catchers in this draft, um, it was not a deep catcher crowd. So – I'll be honest with you, I was very shocked that Casey didn't go. I think when you look at Opus, uh, you know, he's a guy that has just uh, gradually gotten better and better from an offensive standpoint. I don't think there's any doubt that, that Casey's a premier catch-and-throw guy, a premier leader. And he, and for me, he kind of checks all the boxes. I mean, you don't need a catcher that hits 320 the next level. He can play great behind the plate. And so, uh, you, know, I don't, you know, one thing I kind of told somebody the other day, is, you know, for all I know, Casey might have had a little bit of a high number that kind of scared some people off, and maybe he was very content with coming back. But uh, at any rate, no matter what the, the case was here, uh, that, that is a huge return for Arkansas because uh, it's one thing to lose a couple of those position players, but to have that leader and have a guy who will now have been around the program for, you know, three and a half years uh, behind the plate, that is absolutely huge uh, moving forward, especially when you return with the Wicklanders, uh, you know, the Connor Nolans and guys like that. So looking at the draft as a whole, who are some of the players that made the biggest jumps and improvement as far as going to college? Because if you look at the number one overall pick, Spencer Torkelson wasn't even drafted out of high school. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I think the most impressive draft would have to be Nick Gonzalez. I mean, not, not only are you talking about a guy who uh, was at New Mexico State, but you're talking about a guy who – had to walk on at New Mexico State just to make the team. So, you know, we all kind of know how not so great that New Mexico State can be. So the simple fact that he had to walk on there and then turn into a top-six pick uh, three years later, uh, that's a testament to college baseball. The, the, the stories like Nick Gonzalez and even Heston Kirstead going from who he was in high school to who he was as a junior uh, is a huge testament to the sport. You know, I saw somebody on the national level uh, the other day in MLB mentioned that, you know, you're going to, you know, you should sign as a free agent because you're going to get uh, much better, you know, technique help. You're going to get much better medical help. I mean, I would argue that in places like Arkansas and, and most upper mid-majors to power conference schools, you're getting just as good or better uh, treatment and, and teaching as you are in, mo- in most levels of, of minor league baseball. So, uh, again, I think a lot of that's a testament to what 
you know, college baseball has done over the last, you know, probably decade or so. Now, Kendall, I know that this past season was obviously disappointing to see it come to an end, and Razorback fans especially, because you know you you and other people were very high on them and their chances this year. But now, kind of looking at in the twenty twenty one, we know that Dave Van Horn's going to have a competitive team. We know that the return of Casey Opens is going to be huge. But do you feel like there's going to be enough there next season for Dave Van Horn and the Razorbacks to make another College World Series run, or even possibly win the College World Series altogether? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the thing about Arkansas going into next year is it's kind of like one of those weird things of, like, maybe it's the team that you least expect that actually gets the job done. I always feel like that's the case with almost every team that wins, wins a national championship. You know, you look at Oregon State uh, when they beat Arkansas. You know, people forget the year before they went, what, 58-6, and six, uh, got knocked out in the semifinals, the next year they win it. Uh, Vanderbilt the first time around, uh, you know, or the first time around lose or wins the World Series. Um, and then comes back a year later against Virginia and loses, and the better team is the one who didn't win their, their finals. So, you know, I think when you look at Arkansas, you know, you look behind the plate with Casey Opitz, uh, I do think, you know, Connor Nolan and Patrick Wick- Wicklander will take a step forward. I would like to see Wicklander be more consistent. If you remember back at the end of this past season, uh, he was very consistent. He did not have very good command against Texas uh, in uh, the Shriners College Classic. But both of those guys, I think, have big-time potential. I think Nolan's going to take a big step forward. His velocity was better um, this past season. I, I thought his uh, slider and change were better. And so I have no doubt that Matt Hobbs uh, will have those guys in gear. And you know, certainly with the return of Robert Moore, Christian, uh, you know, uh, Christian, um, I forget his name now. Christian Franklin. Long season. Yeah, exactly, Christian Franklin and guys <laughs> like that. Uh, I have no doubt they're going to hit the ball. So uh, I think it's going to be another great year for the Hogs. We know how tough SEC baseball is overall. How does Arkansas factor into the SEC? Well, the good news is I think Arkansas is be pretty good. The bad news is I think the SEC is going to be extremely good. I mean, you look across this league, you know, Florida, uh, you know, gets lucky in the draft. We talk about Casey Opitz returning for the Hogs. I mean, how about Florida? You get Tommy Mace and Jack Leftwich, their number one and number two starters are both coming back. Uh, you know, Florida got like three high school players who were supposed to be drafted in the top five rounds to go to school. So Florida's obviously going to have an exciting team as they move into a brand-new ballpark. You know, Vanderbilt, again, you look at that weekend rotation with Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. I mean, that's as good as it gets in college baseball. And, of course, you've got Ole Miss uh, returning a lot of guys. And you've got LSU, uh, you know, with with A.J. Labus, Landon Marceau, and then Jaden Hill in the weekend rotation. This is going to be a very, very fun season. And so I look at, you know, I always try to find the silver lining in everything, guys. And there's no doubt we're all disappointed. There was no college baseball season. But with these NCAA rules and things like that, these unlimited rosters, I think we're really, really in for kind of a golden season of college baseball. And it just so happens to come after uh, we had no season. We'll continue our discussions with Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com here in just a second. But, folks, I want to tell you that here on this podcast, we're presented by Rock Auto, where they have amazing selection, extremely low prices, and all the parts that you will ever need for any of your vehicles that you're trying to get some work done. Don't go to the dealership. Don't go to the parts store. Go online. Save you some money. They have all the selections and all the tools that you'll need to help yourself out. And visit rockauto.com and tell them, that the Locked On Razorbacks podcast sent you. Again, visit rockauto.com and tell them that the Locked On Razorbacks podcast sent you for all the great deals that they have. (laughs) 
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. You know, Kendall, I was actually going to ask you that about the NCAA and the rules that they put into place. Obviously, it's better than not having any additional rules or any additional roster space or anything like that. But what did you make of those rules, and do you feel like the NCAA should have done more for the 2021 year? Uh, you know, I like what they did. You know, I think the limited roster is something I think we'll probably only get for a year for good reason. Like, we don't need any teams with 60 players on the roster. Uh, you know, I think that the moving the counters, the number of players on scholarship from 25 to 32 makes a lot of sense. And then getting rid of the 25% minimum scholarship makes a lot of sense. So the really interesting thing for me, we'll see, uh, you know, which one of these prongs does the NCAA keep after 2021? I have a feeling we'll keep the 32 counter and getting rid of the 25% rule permanently, which I think would be big for college baseball. What that means is right now, uh, any player, you know, on the roster at Arkansas that's on scholarship has to get 25% of their scholarship. Well, to me, in a partial scholarship sport, if David Horn recruits a kid out of Fayetteville or Rogers, and he's willing to take 5% because, you know what, he can live at home with mom and dad or something like that, then why can't Arkansas take a guy for 5% if, he's, if he can afford it? So uh, I would like to see them be able to do that. I think if you can, you know, be able to do that and spread that amongst 32 players, I think that's better for everybody. So, We'll see if they keep these things moving forward, but those are definitely steps in the right direction. All right, Kendall, uh, we'll end on this one with you. Obviously, we all want to see baseball back, and we all want to see uh, it all get back to normal, especially in Major League Baseball, but specifically in college baseball, though, into next year. Uh, what would you say you're the most excited about seeing next season, a particular team, particular player? What's the thing you're looking forward to the most? Uh, I'll tell you what, man, at this point, anything like i will not complain i promise you you can hold me to this next next may but i will not complain about a 2 a.m game at hoover anymore uh, <laughs> you know it, it's been weird not having baseball the last few weeks now I, I had tweeted out the other day that for the last 14 years this past thursday over the you know before the weekend uh, i will have been going to omaha you know tonight we would have had the second you know team in the driver's seat in the other other bracket in the college World series tonight so uh, you know, I really missed it. Uh, I've missed going to the ballparks, going to places like Bomb Stadium. Uh, I've missed the heck out of it. And uh, I just look forward to us going back to normal next year. Hopefully. I know. Yeah, I know, man. I- I've really missed out on going to Bomb Stadium, hanging out in the hog pen out there. It's just one of the more enjoyable things. And it's just a shame we got to miss out. But that's okay. That's what next year is going to be all about. And we'll make up for it. That's Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Have a great one, as always. All right. All right. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.